It's the changing of the guard at Norfolk Chambers of Commerce. After a massively impactful five-year tenure at the top, Chris Sargison recently stepped down as chief executive. Providing seamless continuity, Chief Operating Officer Nova Fairbank stepped into the top slot. Chris has led not only the Chamber, but the whole business community in Norfolk through some very turbulent times, not least the pandemic. I wanted to ask him what the last five years has meant to him, taught him, and what comes next. Not just for Chris himself, but what he thinks the future holds for the region's businesses. I met Chris at the Unthanked Arms in Norwich to find out more. Let's just have a chat, really. Yeah. Because um, I always, I always start by lapsing into my radio voice. Radio. Um, my radio voice. And, <laughs> From uh, old getting... Cossie to new Cossie. <laughs> <laughs> and now the traffic. It's all backed up on the B1776. Yeah, Chopper mic. Well, back up again. <laughs> um, so, how, how's, how's this? Were you familiar with this? Are you getting to grips with it? Yeah, me and this are becoming very well acquainted. Um, I've managed to find myself a sandwich shop. Is that Sanders? It is Sanders. Mm. Very good. 15 years. Wow. This for, yeah. for Richard Bacon MP. So Very, very good. They do a very good chicken tikka sandwich. They Apologies do. to all you, uh, anybody out there listening with vegetarian vegan mm -hmm. principles, but it is a very good chicken tikka sandwich. But there is, equally, slightly further up the road in the... Is it the Ironworks? A uh, little sort of out, courtyard yes, out there. Yes. A very nice uh, shop that does uh, vegan vegetable samosas. So I'm, I'm, I've, I've got this great... Oh, am I going to be really good today and, and promise... continue the promise I made to my daughter, which I continue to fail to achieve, which is I will try the vegan diet and go and have a samosa, or do I go and have the full chicken... I so, mean, uh, there's round the corner opposite Morrison's. This is this isn't a tourist ad for Dis, by the way. <laughs> uh, we will go on to meaty affair in a moment, but but uh, <laughs> intended with the veganism. Um, but uh, the Time Out <laughs> Coffee Bar uh, does an, the, you know, a very lovingly crafted bacon bab. Um, oh, really? And uh, a decent cup of coffee to, to boot, and they're very nice in there. So I, I often went down there, and I used to I used to meet a, a par the, the Longstrap Parish Clerk. <laughs> for, uh, to, to, to discuss uh, the politics of the day. Oh, see, I've, uh, I have to be very careful. I mean, the, what, one, of the, one of the highlights, I think, was with the, where we were with the chamber was moving into the city and having a selection of nice things to eat for lunch um, that wasn't home-based, which was our nearest shop when we were in our old building. Um, uh, and I suddenly started to feel the belt tightening a little bit because I was actually having a... You know, I was enjoying myself on the market and... But my wife says I've got the constitution of a beef cow, which means I could just... I, just breathing in makes me put on weight. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I can turn air into calories. So I have to be really careful. So I thought I'd nailed it with the vegan sausage rolls. And, ah. but, but now now I've found a shop that does... Yeah, sandwiches. Mm. Yeah, here we go. Mm. Yeah, just, just watch out for the, uh, the, the Tudor Bakehouse's uh, chocolate cover flapjack. That got me. <laughs> that did for me, that did. Um, Excellent. Cheers. Cheers. So here we are, yeah. Chris Hodgson, at the Unthank Arms. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm going to lose the, lose, lose the will to say it now. I was going to say, uh, the Sarge, as I'm sure people only ever call you once. The Sarge? Yes. Yes. The, the, I, I'm sure you've <laughs> never heard that before. It's always nice to hear the Sarge. I've been called a lot worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes even to, to my face. Oh, no, 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 not really. I'm, that, I'm, so, 
being up for Comic Cafe. So I'm, I've invited you, or you've invited me almost, but we've, we've met here yes. to, dis- to look back, yes. to take a view from the mount uh, <laughs> uh, at, the, uh, at uh, your, your, your time with the Norfolk Chamber of Commerce, uh, you, what you're moving on to do, and just really, as someone who's been so plugged in to the business scene for so long in Norfolk, um, to just take, take stock and, uh, and, and, and yeah. let, you, let you sort of weave as a tale of where you've, where you've been and where you're going. But what are your standout moments, I think? It's a huge question, but what are your standout moments for you from your, from your, your tenure? Without a doubt, the, 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 best part of, the best part of my role for five years has been to actually get out and see people and see every day to have a wow moment um, when you walk through the door of an organisation and see what they do and how they do and how, and, and, and how varied and interesting uh, and exciting and motivated and welcoming the business community is. In Norfolk. And I'm not just saying that because it's a good thing to say. It's, it's, it's absolutely 100% the truth. Um, and I think it's very unique to place. I think it's a unique thing to Norfolk. Um, I've, I've never really in my five years ever had a crossword with anyone um, within an organisation. I've had lots and lots of conversations and lots of discussions about, about struggle and how we make things better and how things, can be, how things are being difficult and what we can do. Um, and those meetings have been quite charged and those conversations are quite charged. But they've always had this underlying, um, underlying narrative of uh, um, for, for any organisation that needs support, there's always somebody or something out there that, that's keen to offer it without any without any particular motivation other than doing the right thing and being helpful. It's, it, and I think, I think that really boils down to um, we're an area which is relatively isolated in terms of the way that uh, the landscape. So you get these incredible sort of pockets of commerce and pockets of activity uh, where people make things happen because they have to make things happen. They get on and they do things and they do things really well. And my big thing was always, please tell, please, <laughs> please tell others, um, yeah. uh, please shout about it. What can I do to give you the mechanisms to, to tell others about what's going, what's going on and what you're doing and ultimately what you need? Um, and we did quite a lot of work in the early days uh, uh, around a campaign called The Now is the Wow to try and dig those, those stories out continuously. Some, some ways to offset a, a maybe more negative narrative that you can get. It's sometimes you, you, you can end up with an impression that's overly negative and there's not necessarily a, a, a contra to that message. Um, but more, more a case of trying to give organisations who are doing so many amazing things and interesting things um, who just don't stop and think, well, maybe I should tell somebody. And when you start talking to them, you think, and the response is, well, would anybody be interested? And you think, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had those moments. They really would. Yeah. So, uh, so, and that, that could be everything from, you know, uh, walking around Lotus cars to go and seeing my amazingly uh, incredible crazy friend out in Kings Lynn um, uh, who created his own beard oil from nothing. Um, Captain Fawcett. Captain Fawcett, and then exports it all around the world. Who's mm. got... He's just built himself his own museum, you know. So you go from this, and, and he's incredibly welcoming. I mean, we sort of said to him, well, can we do events here? And he said, well, do you think anybody want to come? And we're like, yes. And, you know, and they did. And so, so all of that has just been, has been a real journey. And, to, and I've always felt very welcomed. I've always felt very privileged. And I've always, in many respects, as, you know, as a businessman, I know I've run my own businesses. I've created my own businesses. I've worked in businesses of all shapes and sizes. I know how hard it is. I know how difficult it is every single day. 
So I know how how hard it is for people to sort of take time out just just for someone to come along with no particular reason other to try and understand what's going on. So to be to be welcomed and be involved in that has been you know, has been an absolute privilege. So I think the standout moment will be that collective of occasions where I've driven somewhere or been somewhere or been invited somewhere and just had brilliant, interesting conversations. And that almost certainly is the hardest thing about not being in that role anymore because that's the bit that I'll that that miss the most. And that even, you know, that transcends into the meetings and the, and the, and the, and the events that we do um, uh, to, to sort, of, sort of, I guess, have a bit of a recognisable face people come up to you and they talk to you um, mm. and you think, I'm not so sure I've met this person before, but they've met you, they've seen you, they've heard you. Um, so you just have very open, topical, engaging, friendly, positive conversations. Mm. And, you, and that empowers you, that charges your battery in a way you go and you want to do more. Well, what I think is interesting, to come back to what you said a second ago, is that, uh, and you're right, I think it is peculiar to Norfolk, but I think there, there, there are elements where it is in, in the other counties of the region as well. And I found this, particularly when I went out to, to Cambridge, um, when I would, or any kind of innovation, I mean, you talk to people and they're quietly doing business on a global level. Yes. They're talking, oh, you know, we're just, you know, California, Seoul, uh, Tokyo, um, you know, Berlin. <laughs> mm. um, and they said, OK, what connections do you have with the rest of the region? Oh, no, nothing really. <laughs> and you're thinking, OK, right. And... Do you think, I mean, I, I think that we could benefit greatly from that. But do you think that that kind of unique, you know, not a silo, but, you know, just leaving that ecosystem as it is, is a, is, is a, is a benefit and just letting it carry on as it is? Or do you think we need to work to make those, those connections across the region? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, but somebody, asked, somebody said to me, what, what, what words would you give to, to businesses as you, as you step, as you climb down the knotted rope, as it were? In the chamber, and it was engage, engage, engage. Um, the, 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 the more, and it's difficult, and I know, and it has to be the right kind of engagement. It has to be the right, the right occasion. It has to be the right purpose, and not just just to sort of throw yourself out there and um, and lose half a day maybe for something which wasn't of any value. Um, but it's amazing by having that engagement how you end up learning the things that you don't know you don't know. And that's yeah. always been my kind of, what can I do in this job um, that isn't being done already, that isn't understood? I, I can't walk into either of those examples I just gave. Uh, I couldn't talk to Captain Fawcett or Matt Wendell at Lotus and tell him anything about producing car or beard oil. Um, so they don't need me to do that. They don't need an organisation like the Chamber of Commerce to tell them what they know. They need an organisation to help them and their people understand the things that they don't know. Um, and that starts by being engaged. Um, and the more physically engaged you are, the more you step into those spaces. Um, the, 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 in some cases, the, the better it is because you're then able to sort of ask questions and, and, and dive in. And you make relationships and you build, you build networks that, that you, you can't do online. Um, so it, it starts with the physical engagement to get those unknowns known. And it's not necessarily about who will buy my product, it's about who's doing what I'm doing, who's experiencing what I'm experiencing, who's been through what I've been through, who's got coming up what I've got coming up, and do I identify with their story, can I learn from their story, can I, can I extract something which I can take away and I do one thing this week, I'll do that. It's that, it's that, kind, of, yeah. it's that kind of relationship which needs to be part of a business landscape. And 
when COVID came along, um, and to a certain extent when Brexit came along, and everyone just got busier and things got harder, um, and remain so, you know, right right now and more expensive. That's one of the things that tends to go onto the back burner a bit because I'm busy doing what I'm doing, and you become yeah. more potentially siloed about what you know and not what you don't know. And so that's kind of been the theme of my time in the chair. We reimagined a purpose for a chamber of commerce because I couldn't actually see one that I couldn't actually see one that made any sense at the time. Um, that that we could actually hang our hat on that says, okay, this is what we're going to do. And it started with Connect, um, and, then it, yes. and then it went on to Support, and then it went on to Voice. So the Connect and the Support part were, for me, the fundamental bits um, that I think we needed to put the most effort into. Um, if you, you're connecting people opens them up to new opportunities, supporting them recognizes where they are in their journey or where they are in, with a particular challenge, and it finds mechanisms to, to support them, finds uh, means to connect, to connect them to those support mechanisms that they, that they need. Um, but it has to be a combination of, of what we can do with, them, with, with electronic mechanisms and digital things and tools and aggregators and so on and so on. But most of it's rooted in, in actually being interesting and engaging and supportive ourselves. And that's where a lot of the change that we've done has been around making ourselves everywhere we can possibly be. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For all the right reasons, nothing about membership. Membership is a very different thing. Every business in Norfolk was the, the bit that we tagged on to the end of that connect support and give voice. Every business should have a relationship with an entity like us for free. You know, it should yeah. have that ability to, to access what we know. Membership is working with organizations that want to go up a gear or two, but that, that's not right for everyone. So, um, so trying to get ourselves out there, having people who are genuinely interested in understanding and want to then do something about it. You know, it's, it's changing that narrative and changing that culture in order to enable businesses to make more of that, of that engaging and that connection. I mean, looking back at... Um what the chamber's been doing, um, uh, and, and you personally, two things I've noticed uh, about um, uh, what's been what's come across to me most um, during your certainly over the recent years, um, your time in the, in the hot seat, the hot has, seat, the hottest of seats. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> it's almost medical, isn't it? It hot is. Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> it, it appears to be a case of hot seat. Um, Two things I've noticed um, is your huge, huge affection for your team. Yes. And um, a, an, all, an equally huge sense of fun. Yes. So where do you think that's, where's that come from? I mean, it, 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 you know, is, is it something you, you've picked up along the way that this is how it's done? Or is this just you? I think it's a, I, I mean, I, I am known for bringing humour into situations where it's really not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, um, and then I kind of realised straight away that oh, that wasn't particularly welcome. Um, I think I mean I'm I'm probably a, 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 an outward kind of character anyway, um, and that's what I think that's what attracted me to the role, and that's what attracted the, the the board to me in in the role is that you've got to be slightly gregarious rather than hide in the shadows, and we were hiding in the shadows a little bit. We were an inbound operation 
as I saw it, whereas I felt we should be an outbound operation. Um, uh, we can't, it's not, it's not, um, it's not necessarily the, uh, it's, it's much easier if, if, if people come to you um, and you deal with them in a measured way, but actually the right thing an organization like I should do for all for, to support businesses that are so busy is to be more big areas mm. um, but I think culturally wise I, I've, I've matched what I've seen so the more vivacious the more engaging the team is the more the reins come off the more the more engaged and vibrant the business community becomes the more you match that energy because um, there's nothing worse than a um, than a, than a sort of David Brent character that, that thinks that, that, that everyone is finding his jokes hilarious <laughs> yes. or, his, or his behavior to be acceptable and, and has no clue that it is. So we've kind of, we've upped the volume um, a little bit each time just to, to sort of make sure that we are, we are matching what we're hearing and what we're seeing. And then, so that's made us, that made us very much an organization that wanted to be business led. So how do businesses want to do things and how do they want us to sound and look and then we'll go do that mm -hmm. rather than going hey how's this look and you maybe appeal to a small proportion of people like you and you alienate yourself from potentially the majority yeah um so um and then so the and then you'll you make things like your brand and your your voice and your tone and your excitement easier because you're matching kind of what you're seeing and what you're what you're, what yeah. you're hearing there was also there was also the, and the irony is not lost here, I have said this a few times, that we wanted to move away from a grey-haired man image, so they employed a grey-haired man to do it. <laughs> so your, your, your audience is, in my case, is, is, is um, uh, an age group, if not two age groups, behind me. That's, that, they are the people who, they are the, the, uh, the professionals that will get the most value from a well-performing Chamber of Commerce. I, I can't put my baseball cap on back to front and go into into that space comfortably, but I can enable an organisation to do that. So what you what you're seeing is uh, as much the professional end um, of uh, of an entity which is able to be in any boardroom in any situation with any MP and in any serious debate, but also has the mechanism to be taking to be to be talking in a. In a, in a uh, on the same issues, but in a different way, with with a different kind of audience that's coming up, that's interested in becoming engaging. That's why we pulled together things like the Connect groups, um, and and uh, and have uh, uh, re re-engineered the organisation to be our business to be to be to be able to adapt to that and build something that that wasn't there before. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a matched energy. I, I, I like to think that's what we do. It, it's you know you're always a bit marmitey to some people, I'm sure. Um, but uh, we were we were in a sort of library-esque kind of environment five years ago. It was yeah. quiet, um, and everything was in its right place. Uh, so we just drove a bus through. It. <laughs> let's not be like that. Let's let's be more outbound. Let's be more engaged, and then set our cloth around how that environment works. And that's yeah. all that sort of crazy branding that we did, and the the whole concept of the marketing proposal that we had, which was. What you need is what we do. That yeah. was the thing. So, what is it you need? And we'll, a chamber of commerce can then do that. We can help you with that. We turned ourselves into Pokemon cards. 
which was you've got to get them all in order yeah. to because every part of us is able to fulfill that what you need bit so whether it's communication networking marketing problem solving um, policy international documentation disruption you know the, with knowledge base um, we're all a Pokemon card that has that skill set so which one do you need and if you're really clever you can get them all yeah so it, we, we just thought we'd give that a go and that's so distinctive in terms of branding because whenever you don't even need to see the logo you don't need to see the organization when you sort of see those those pokemon style cards mm. um you know you've got Hayes the zinger carver yeah pop up um you remember and, yeah. and it sticks in your mind and um uh, you mentioned co next mm. and and i was just gonna that that element uh, as well as uh, leadership on climate issues uh, very much as, as seem to have been a focus of the the, the recent yes uh, you know again again they're business led interventions mm. really so what we found particularly with the climate was uh, organisations that became gateways to information that existed and basically said look at our website we've got some stuff on here you can use um, uh, which is which is valuable and important um, but it makes this assumption that a business and an individual in the business has a the time and b under knows, knows what they're under, knows what they're reading, mm. um, and and c actually is confident to enact or put into into action what they're reading, um, or what what they're seeing, which which many do, but the bit in the middle that we're trying to bridge with the climate work is well we'll work with you, give us an individual in your organisation who you feel is, is is best suited to understand and take this challenge forward. And then we will work with them one on one. We'll create cohorts and groups, mm. and then we will yeah. we will we will then use that knowledge that already exists in those cohorts to enable them to best put it into practice and best put it into place. And we call them the climate leaders. So give us your climate leader, and then we'll 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 be able to um, provide that support. What you need is what we do. That's the bit that we'll do. So we don't have to build anything. We don't have to create anything. We just have to stick to the roots of being a networker and a connector and a supporter but on that very specific issue yeah. um, and create a program around it. And, they, and, they, and I think for the first time, what we wanted to do was organisation to feel confident and positive about what they were doing without fear of being shot down if they put their head above the parapet, yeah. the things that they're not doing, which tends to be the case. And business people don't like being shouted at. <laughs> no. <laughs> the things that actually they're trying very hard to remedy or rectify, or in many cases, we're not necessarily responsible in their watch for, for the challenges there. They want to do the right thing far more than they don't want to do the right thing. Well, it's, it's a fascinating thing because one of the co-produced um, podcasts I did, uh, Eastern Promise did with the Cambridge Norwich Tech Corridor, mm. um, <clears throat> had a, a lady called um, uh, Rena Dial, who's fascinating, sort of introduced me to the whole area of the, the, the neuroscience of leadership. And, and it seems... When she said it wow. to me, it seemed absolutely common sense, but that... <clears throat> One second. For those listening, that's a Coca-Cola he's drinking. Coca-Cola. Yes. There are other Cokes available. Other, 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 <laughs> other carbonated soft drinks are available. Um, she said, Rena Dial said that... I'll pick up the thread. Rena Dial said that you get far more out of people if you focus on their strengths yes. rather than constantly trying to remedy their weaknesses. Focus on the strengths. Don't keep pulling at the weaknesses. And I think that's, that's, one of the, that's a lesson that I really took on board in doing this. 
So, you know, don't go around and pointing at yeah. what we're not doing. Point what we are doing and how well we're doing it. And, you know, it, it always seems to me that particularly on climate issues, but also on, on, on youth leadership, but on climate issues in particular, that the business community is far, far ahead of, of uh, you know, when I say the public sector, I mean specifically government, the central government. Um, they are know what they have to do and they're getting on and doing it. And yes. I think that is so commendable. Yes, I, and I agree. And, but it, it's, and it's a business trait generally that you look forward rather than look back. And, and sometimes in doing so, you're always, you're always thinking, this is the next thing I've got to do, this is the next thing I've got to do. Um, but actually when you reflect, well, look at what you've done, look at how far you've come, look how successful you've been, you must count those successes because they are the positives that I think she's talking about. Mm because that enables you to do more. Um, think how you can adapt to all sorts of circumstances and situations that have arisen um, uh, whilst, whilst running an organisation. Climate's another one of those. It does, the difference is it, it's, it's not something you can fix and it's done. It becomes endemic into the organisation. Yeah. You've got to build it into every aspect that you do. That, that's, it's, that's what makes it daunting. But that, in classic problem solving, is, well, look, little by little, bit by bit, you know, things that I really like to do, I like to change my entire fleet to be electric, for example, okay, well, I'll do that in a few years' time, but in the meantime, little by little, bit by bit, these are yeah. all the things that we can do. Now, that's where the, that's where the, a program at the Climate Leaders is meant to come about, is to say, well, what are the things that you can do now, and what can we work you towards, rather than a one-off and say, it's climate, done. <laughs> No, if, if only. Yeah. Um, I took a look back at these sort of early stages of your career, and it seemed to me, you know, you you you, you very much a disruptor. Uh, I, you, you can decide if that's fair. Um, I, I meant it as a compliment. Thanks. Um, and uh, it was more. It, it, you kind of seemed coming. You came across, and this is from your own LinkedIn profile, as kind of the, the anti Dominic Cummings. Move fast and make things. Right. Um, move fast, make things. Uh, it's for me. Um, yes. That you, uh, the insurance company that you you were a part of founding, and it, it, it seemed that from what I read, there seemed to be like a, a very, uh, at some point, you, you kind of went to go went to thinking, okay, done all that. What can I now? I'm going to give back. Yeah. Now I've, I've I've done what I need to do for me. I'm going to give back. Is that a fair reflection? Do you think? Or no, is that's, it... that's to totally right. I mean, the the, it's, the work we did with it's for me, and and then latterly with the house revolution brand, the the first online estate agency was was disruption in in its in its purest form um, because we absolutely did not change the product um, um, in the environment or the sector that we worked in. We used a combination of technology and cultural change to to make it in our in our in our view in our world a better proposition. Um, and it has to be balanced of the two. You've got to you've got to get it right, particularly in the in the estate agency model, the estate agency model was as much a cultural narrative change about how you behaved in that space, as well as opening up you, by using technology to open up the unknown aspects of, 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 of a house selling transaction that any house seller would really want to be involved in and understand rather yeah. than being spoon-fed it. Um, um, and all of those were very interesting journeys or very exciting journeys to be part of. and and. Um, um, in, in some respects they had a beginning and a middle and an end which is always good, start with the end in mind um, but it's, it's, 
in the nicest possible way, it's very difficult to bounce, bounce out of bed in the morning and go, yeah, car insurance. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so, um, the, you know, the value that you're adding there is ultimately to, to your investor, to your shareholder, to, your, to, the, to the value of the organization you're growing and, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's worth to, to those that have invested and to you that, 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 that's been doing it. Um, so when I had the opportunity to, to when, when those when we had the opportunity to move on from those, and I started thinking, what, what, where can I apply that that understanding? Because I'm I'm not I'm not academically gifted. Um, um, I I'm, I'm not an, I'm not a graduate. I don't have A levels. I don't have O levels. Um, I bounced out of school at 16 for all the wrong reasons, and and sort of formed my own path, as it were. Um, so I, I've always felt a bit of an imposter in terms of how I compete like for like with, with anybody in that academic set. Um, but the thing that I, but, and it's a sort of characteristic of dyslexic people, I think, is that you, you tend to problem solve in ways that are quite unique to you. And that problem solving is quite beneficial to, to businesses that are trying to transform or trying to change. Um, is that you're able to see, a bit like a game of chess, A plus B plus C plus D, you know, in order to get there, these are the steps you need to undertake. Uh, and that's disruption and transformation. So I know where I'm going, I know why that's important, and I know what that looks like, I know what, I can always touch it, I can feel it, I can smell it yeah. a bit. Um, and therefore, these are the things that I want to get to. And, and in terms of Chamber of Commerce, it's only half the job done, there's still half to go. Um, but the starting point for the Chamber was quite far back, so it's taken us five years to get to normal, and then normal allows us to innovate, yeah. so the innovation bit's still to come. Um, but I wanted to do something that mattered, and my first self-employed experience in business was an utter disaster. <laughs> <laughs> probably because I'm not academic, and probably because I didn't think things through, probably because I was arrogant, and all those reasons, but nevertheless, it was a disaster. And it was all a disaster on reflection, because of the things that I didn't know. And I thought, if there's an organization that can help any business to understand the things that it doesn't know, a chamber is a good, is a good place to be. So how can, I, how can I work in something that actually is ultimately beneficial to everybody around a, almost a sort of sing, single, but simple yeah. kind of formula? Um, and then how do I disrupt where we are in order to get to the position where we can do that? So the disruption I've, is, is learned from, from, from very skilled people who are much, much brighter than me that, that I was surrounded by that, that, that taught me how that works. Mm. Um, and then I just have the privilege of trying to apply it to different things where I feel actually have, have a bit more of a, have a, have a bit of a meaning, have a bit of a purpose. Yeah, I, I, I think you're being hard on yourself there. No. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, I'll, give you, I'll give you a good example, sorry to... Uh, no, carry I, on. I remember... I was reminded of this the other day, actually. In terms of it's not job done, one of the first, first, first uh, invitations I got when I, when I was appointed to the role five years ago was from a group called Breakaway that do a, a, a networking a, a breakfast in Norwich. And they, every year they have a, a, a guest speaker to, to, for, their, effectively for their AGM, which which also is a charity event as well. So there's a lot of people there, and they said, come along and tell us what you're going to do. And I thought, I don't really know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and that, I kind of know. In my head, I know, but I haven't actually said it kind of out loud. 
and I was really struggling to think of an example I could give to a group that was so wide about where, where are we right now as an organization, where do I think I can get us uh, in, in, in 10 minutes. Um, and I used the example, I, I, I went in a three-piece suit, proper three-piece suit with a tie, as you'd expect the yeah. chief executive of the Chamber of Commerce to be, very much like the suit that you're wearing today, you dapper fox. Right, you um, um, but underneath I had a T-shirt on, and as I was telling the story about where we were and where I think we'd get to, I started taking my clothes off, I started taking my jacket off, took my waistcoat off, I took my tie off, didn't explain, I got this uh, uh, very good friend of mine, Mark there, who run, ran a recruitment agency, to stand next to me, and I, uh, I laid it on his arm, and so I was basically left in my trousers and this T-shirt. And I said, this T-shirt represents the journey that we're going to go on, um, because this T-shirt to me is the best t-shirt I own, it's my favourite t-shirt and when I saw it I had to buy it without yeah. question it was the t-shirt that I wanted um, it, it's, the t-shirt was a, an image uh, of a, an 80s band it was the album um, cover of my favourite album of this 80s band um, oh come on name names uh, it was a band called Japan yes and the album uh, was uh, Quiet Life right right and which is my favourite album, uh, and it was being modelled on the photograph by, amazingly, a, uh, a shortish, grey-haired man of my age. I was thinking, he looks like me, I want that T-shirt. And impulsively, I bought it. <laughs> I clicked in it, I bought it. And then I thought, stepped back from it, I thought, that's a bit odd, because I never normally buy things randomly. And then I realised what had happened was a series of algorithms, a series of bits of knowledge digitally that had been collected by me had worked out my age, my profile, my face, my musical taste, my favourite band, all these things I'd said and produced an image of a t-shirt that didn't actually exist at the time that I pressed buy. And as soon as I pressed buy, they then go and print it. Yeah. And I thought that to me summarised everything that the Chamber knows about organisations yeah. and business. If it could actually work that work that logic, work that formula to say, right now, you need this. And for people in business to go, yes, boom, that's what I want, because I absolutely get every single bit of it. And it has to be right there, right there, at that moment in time. Um, because the next time you log on, it needs to be something different, because you would have evolved, you would have moved, you would have changed, your, your needs would be. So how do we pull all this information that we know and turn it into that compelling proposition that makes you excited to buy something? How do we take all that physical understanding, all that knowledge, all that activity that everybody does in that location and say, if you're going to do anything today, it's this. And it relates exactly to you, not the guy sat next to you, exactly to you. And I thought, that, and as soon as I kind of did it, I thought, oh, God, that's going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But what a, what, a, what, a, what a proposition, you know. Yeah. And there's no other kind of organisation like a non-for-profit well-curated, 125-year-old, interconnected organisation like a Chamber of Commerce that could get in any way close to being able to do that. Because yeah. you couldn't do it with a startup, you don't know anybody or anything. You might have the technology, but you, you wouldn't have the relationships and the depth of understanding. Yeah. So that, that was the disruption that I mm. thought a Chamber could do, articulated in a T-shirt. Anyway, everyone just looked at me and thought, uh, <laughs> what? Why is he taking his <laughs> shirt off? Why is he, he wasn't <laughs> off to the T-shirt? 
Oh dear. Um, that's no, that, do you know what? That is. That's, I love it when people tell stories like that because it 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 reminds me why I'm doing this, and but it it, it let, lets me see and lets everyone listening hear uh, that that process of of, of people. Pulling it all together, realizing what's needed, yeah. seeing what's needed, having that vision—the vision thing—and and, and putting that that into action. That's 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 fantastic. Oh, I, a word I overuse, oh. but it truly is. It's brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so much to Chris for his time, and you can hear more of our interview next week. <laughs>